listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. This is Daniel. And I'm Tyler. And we are back with a bonus episode for you tonight. We've got a review of 1917, which releases wide this weekend. And we also are going to be talking about the Golden Globes that happened last night. We're recording this on Monday night, the day after the Golden Globes. And so we're going to talk about our awards game. We're going to talk about the uh, upcoming Oscar nominations and all, all of that stuff. So we got a good episode for you tonight. Uh, as always, we want to remind you to follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, but also, more importantly, uh, leave us a review. Leave us a rating. That really helps other people discover the show. So we really appreciate it if you do that. So if you if you can, pause the show right now, unless you're driving, because that's not good. But pause it and leave us a review. That would be super helpful. Five stars would be lovely. All right, with all that out of the way, Tyler, let's dive into last night's golden globes did you watch the show i didn't i was actually uh i'm gonna Lame. say right now i was uh playing dungeons and dragons <laughs> with some people and uh but yeah I, that, was, that is lame huh <laughs> yeah but i was uh no it was not lame it was actually pretty awesome uh but we but i was watching and getting uh getting updates on my phone as i went honestly i have i have always and i i don't know exactly what it is i've always had a hard time with the golden globes they've always irritated me in some fashion this year i wasn't as irritated but like but just I feel like it goes back to that. Like, was it? I don't know what year it was, but wasn't it the tourist that won? Yeah. And I was like, it didn't win. You guys but yeah, are it was nominated. Jokes. Uh, there was something crazy. Maybe it wasn't that one. There's some crazy thing that that came up, and I was like, "Yep, I'm." You guys are crazy people, and so yeah, the tourist is the go-to example. It was. It's a. It was a thriller starring J- Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie that was nominated for uh, best. Comedy musical. That's, right. that's what it was. Um, that's right. And so everybody always points. It didn't win anything, but it, that's what always points to. Oh yeah, okay. That's and, that's what's going on here. So and it's it's um, always it's always lost the like. It, it seems like it's it's the one that wants to be the Oscars but isn't, and it, it wants it. Like there's there's not. It doesn't seem to do much stuff other than like there's the there's all of the. Um, you know the the very the more specific awards that are that are really good and focused like SAG SAG awards or um, you know some of the the craft awards that seem to be really focused nicely on on their their individual pieces and then we've got the Oscars as the culmination the Golden Globes sort of just seems like well but wait hey we're here too and so I don't know I've just never well so the thing love. that's annoying about the Globes let me let, I want to I want to stick up for the Globes something I don't typically do. But the 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 thing everybody always makes fun, rightfully makes fun of the Globes for, is that it's voted on by like sixty some journalists at most, and they're they're just the the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Right. They're they're that's what they are, the Hollywood Foreign Press. So they are foreign journalists who cover Hollywood, and it's it's a joke because it's just these few people who make put on this huge show. Um, and they're easily wine to nine because it's such a small group of people. Right. If you if you come and shake their hands and you know smile and take a picture with them, then then and give them some swag, then they're gonna you know Rather vote for than you. The and so widespread academy and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Well, the academy is actually made up of uh, all the different brand- in the yeah. industry. Exactly. People in the industry who know what they're talking about. SAG is people who are in the industry. Mm-hmm. They're in the guild. Say with DGA, PGA. But um, let me. But here's the thing about the Globes. One thing I appreciate about them is they're the or only, uh, you know, ma- mainstream uh, awards ceremony that that has the comedy categories. Which true, which true comedy you know, gets ignored I, I quite think, often. Yes, yeah, so we got some some you know a best picture nomination for Knives Out, right? True. And um, uh, Anna Darmus and Daniel Craig were nominated for for awards last night, and so um, that's one of my favorites of the year. And so I'm you know I'm glad to see it it showing up in places. So. Yes, they're silly. I'm not going to try to defend them because I don't like the Globes either. I think it's silly, but it does move the awards conversation. That's and, true, and um, it gives indicators for where we're going and, yeah. and things like kind uh, of the yeah. Oscars. Yeah, not as much as right, not as much as the the more specific awards, but still, it's it's there. Yeah. So, anyways, which is why I kept up with it. I just didn't so, watch it. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so last night it was kind of widespread. Uh, I think you know I'll just kind of recap. The nominee, uh, recap the winners. Uh, we had 1917, which won Best Film Drama. We had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which won uh, Best Musical or Comedy. Joaquin Phoenix won Best Drama Actor. Renee Zellweger won Drama Actress. 
Taron Edgerton won comedy actor or comedy musical actor. Um, and Aquafina won comedy musical actress, which is pretty very pretty excited phenomenal. about that. Yeah, that's great. Um, and Brad Pitt won supporting actor, Love and Laura Dern won supporting actress. Love so there are obviously one. other awards in there. Were there any surprises for you? Were there any things that like that just jumped out as like some people are really saying 1917 was a shock win? Um, were there any surprises? Yeah, for you? I wouldn't say shock win. No, uh, I I was predicting The Irishman, so I got it wrong, yeah. but I wouldn't say shock. Um, yeah, me neither. I, I've seen multiple articles saying like biggest surprise and that's like at the top and I, I was like I don't think it's a surprise it, it wasn't my choice but uh, it wasn't a surprise yeah I mean maybe among uh, uh you know among this year's globes you could consider it one of the biggest surprises but out of out of a pretty unsurprising mm-hmm. evening I, I I think so so yeah you know and and Sam Mendes also took best director and obviously we're going to talk about that movie here in yeah, in a minute but yeah, I think it's I think it's a great showing for 1917. Right. I think that it, it really shows that there is some some passion. Again, it's hard it's hard to use phrases like show some passion because there is literally zero overlap between the Hollywood Foreign Press and the the Voting Academy. Right. Zero. Right. Not one single person overlaps. But it just it you know, it just shows that some people reacted to the movie is really all all, all it is. And uh, Oscar voting is still open. I believe it closes tomorrow on Tuesday. So um, if anybody was holding their ballot for the last True. day or two, the winners of last night might have might have helped them sway. But, you know, it doesn't really move things too much. Was um, it- the only biggest genuine shock of the evening was Missing Link taking Best Animated Feature. <laughs> yeah. I, which- that was... <laughs> Uh, I mean, out of nowhere, yeah. uh, defeating Toy Story four and Frozen two. I mean, good for them. I, I think I, it's a great movie. Oh, it's, it was a it was a really good movie. We just watched that over Christmas. What What do you think that was about? Why that one? Is it just I, you like know, a Disney I, lo- like our Disney love is going down, or what do you think? I don't know. I mean, again, it's a small group of people voting on this one, so you know it could be anything. Um, I know Leica was was pretty solid in sending out like swag and stuff. Um, you know, I know you know I received like a holiday card from them that was that was kind of cool. Oh, that's and, cool. Um, and so you know, I think I think they, they maybe they were just good with swag, and maybe it's also just getting you know they they've awarded Toy Story already, they've awarded Frozen already, so you know why not and they've even awarded how to train your dragon already so why not missing link you know one of the original ones in in the bunch so i think maybe that's i I don't know maybe it's vote splitting maybe some people voted for toy story some voted for frozen and then somehow missing link in there yeah i I don't know but i i really that's not exactly how vote splitting works i don't know i it's just it's strange uh it's very strange and in the 13 years that this category has existed the globes have only failed to match up with oscar three times so three times in 13 years has it not predicted the Oscar. So um, uh, I don't know. I, I still think I still can't imagine Missing, Missing Link, Link winning, winning the Oscar. Nah, I, no, I mean, I, I, it'd be cool. Like I was not passionate about – I didn't see Frozen 2. I was not passionate about uh, about Lion King. It's, I mean, I can't imagine – and Toy Story 4 I also didn't see yet, but, but the love for it is out there. I just – I can't imagine that Missing Link beats out Toy Story. Uh, yeah, Toy yeah. Story 4. Um, but, but maybe not. What do you yeah, think also? The, the one that, that, uh, that did surprise me now that I'm thinking about it was that the Irishman won nothing. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I, I predicted it for film drama, but really, I, I don't, I wasn't. And De Niro wasn't even it. nominated, right? No, he was not. And he, he actually had been miss he missed here, he missed SAG. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird that he's missed out on a few of these big nominations. But, you know, I think it's just a matter of, Tough competition, really. I think 1917, you know, it makes sense uh, for that to be a director kind of win. Um, I still thought Picture would go would go to the Irishman, but you know, uh, you know, it's weirdly the Irishman has sort of faded in my Mm -hmm. in my recollection of it. Like it's one of those same way, yeah. And I don't think it's anything against the movie. Like I hated it or something because we we both watched it together. We saw a really Mm -hmm. good uh, screening of it, a, a evening screening in L.A. and and I, I definitely enjoyed it. We walked away talking about some some pretty great performances. Joe Pesci for me was was actually higher in my estimation than than De Niro. But um, but yeah, like as I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, oh yeah, but all of these other things are out there that that I kind of like better. Do you think it's that kind of stuff, or is it just 
I, yeah, I, I do think I do think um, the love for it is fading. I think not, and again, not to it's not, not a bad down on the all, Irishman. No. I think it's just that people are gravitating towards other things. Yeah. Um, you know, Scorsese's already won Best Picture and and all that stuff, and so um, yeah, I just think I just think it's. You know, I think it'll do. It's going to be probably the nomination leader, or at I'm, least it's going to be vying for that for for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. But I, I think, yeah, I, I'm not predicting it to win Best Picture. I, no, uh, I don't I think, think so. Um, now, I do think uh, what I am predicting. I, I've been predicting this for for a little while now, and I'm, and it's just kind of last night solidified it is I am predicting once upon a time in Hollywood to win best picture. Yeah, I am um, too. I've been saying that. Yeah. Since the summer, I'm pretty sure it will. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, I, and I hope it will. Frankly, just the story of Tarantino, you know, that's, it's, mm. it's, he, he, he wants it. It's, it's something that it's almost like it's his time, it, you know, he, it's, it's right. there. Yeah. I'm, I hope it will be. Yeah. And obviously he's a two time Oscar winner already, sure, but sure. you know, he's never won best picture. No. He's never won best director. I'm not sure that he's no, going to win best director. For, screen, for screenplay. Correct. Screenplay yeah. twice, yeah. yeah. Um, Which is great, uh, but yeah, he wants uh, those two. He wants those top two. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, and and yeah, I think I think it's really likely. I think it's a movie that I expected there to be backlash just against Tarantino, just because sure. he's a divisive guy. There yeah. wasn't. No. People love this movie. He kind of rehabilitated his image movie. though over the last, I think, the last yeah. few years. It it almost all seems again. This that story of of Tarantino. I love. I love. I, I love Tarantino. I did a, a large retrospective. I watched, I watched and rewatched all of his movies this summer, and and just kind of thinking about his his whole journey as a director, and and it it just feels like it's his time, and and like I will genuinely be bummed if he doesn't win, like weirdly bummed for him because I I think he I think he did it with this one. This is his most mature movie. It's a great movie. I'm I'm ready for it. So yeah, and I think um, I think he's got a good shot at it. Now, director on the other hand, yeah, that's I, the thing. I'm. Which I think he wants. Not, do you think he wants director or picture more? Uh, picture. You think he wants picture? Um, it's just it's, knowing it's Tarantino. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the you know, what do people think about more? The people who won best director or the movies that won best picture? So he wants to go down um, I th- like that. And yeah. I think he knows that he, he's somebody. Uh, I, I what I love about Tarantino is that he's somebody who who gets the idea of directors. Yeah, like he gets that we think of directors. In terms of their filmography, we see the big picture. We see the legend. We see like he gets he gets the image of it all instead of right, just pretending. Exactly. Oh, it's just all about the art and all this stuff. It's like no, he gets that winning best picture is a big deal. He gets it. He he understands that absolutely. Um. So um. So yeah. So you know he 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 won. You know, once upon a time in Hollywood won best uh best picture comedy. It won uh, best screenplay. Right. And it won best supporting actor for Brad Pitt. And so Which I love and he uh, absolutely deserved it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I think he did. I love his performance. You know, his performance is great. His per, uh, the the weird thing about it, I tweeted this last night. I, I feel like Brad Pitt is unlike anybody else I can point to in recent history, coasting to a win <laughs> just on his cool. Um, <laughs> which I mean, if you th- which is a weird his perf- field for it this year too, because like it Hanks, is. Hanks transformed himself. Hopkins was just so charismatic in in uh, the two popes and was so he was electric in the two popes. Pacino mm-hmm. is Pacino. I've, I've I've never been his biggest fan. Pesci. I, now I really, if it was gonna go to somebody not Brad Pitt, um, I I want I wanted to go to Pesci because I I loved Joe Pesci in The Irishman. That's the one I haven't been able to stop talking about. But Pitt. That, he, that's the thing. Yeah. Like like. Brad Pitt, if you look at his performance, which again, I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything bad about the performance. It's just unusual right. that uh, all the typical things you point to as as an Oscar-winning performance, crying scenes, shouting scenes, um, Leonardo DiCaprio did all showy, of them, showy things. Pitt. The whole point of his character is that he's not showy. He doesn't do anything. But I kind of so, like I mean, that. I, you're, I, so I guess that that is your point. Is he's, he's just cool. That's true. Yeah, I mean, that's it. The, yeah. the whole point, you, you know, you got the scene on the roof where he takes his shirt off, and <laughs> isn't isn't it great that a sixty year old is ripped and and looks so good, and that's awesome. But uh, or six year old, he's fifty. Yeah. Right? Um. So. And so, you know, it's just it's just funny. I, and I think, like you said, like it's not like there's not tough competition. It's just interesting yeah. that he's gonna like I I am absolutely predicting him to win the Oscar. I am too. And I just think it's funny. <laughs> I, I don't. He, it seems like he's. It's so easy that he is just coasting. But I, there's but that's sort of very what I little love competition about Brad for Pitt it. Is is Brad, Brad Pitt is one of those guys. He's one of those actors you don't see him acting. He's just doing it. 
and and I kind of I don't know I kind of love that maybe I've just fallen into the Brad Pitt spell but I, but I kind of love it. I, so yeah, talking about the actors, um, I I think um I think the four who won or the two who won the the drama actor and actress and then our supporting actor winners, I I think that's it. I think I think there are winners. I yeah. think for all four of them, there hasn't been a lot of competition. I really thought JLo was going to upset Dern last night. And when she didn't, it was like, all right, this is it. She's, she and is I'm sweeping. So happy. Like Laura Dern has been like on the rise. And then this year had a, had a pretty great year and just, yeah, yeah. she's so good. I, I yeah. really, I really don't want to talk Aquafina. Um, what, yeah. what do you think that does for her chances for, I mean, she's not. I don't know. What do you think about her? She, like, she is. So, best actress. My is favorite one of, the, of the of the five that got nominated. Yeah. But. So, be- best actress is is very interesting this year. Um. It, so I, I I said I think that those four winners are 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 locks right with with Zellweger for, winning for, uh, I, I for do, drama correct. Yeah, yeah, and I do stick with that, but I think the one I'm shakiest on is Zellweger. Yeah. Um, same. Because it's just a weird category this year. Um, there doesn't feel like a lot of consensus, and even around Zellweger, I think she's the consensus pick, but almost like by default, right? Yeah. Like I think because that um, fits a lot it, of the of the the boxes for, for right. That, it's yeah. like the classic thing, right. but it's also a movie that doesn't have a lot of passion behind it, mm-hmm. and so um, it's interesting as opposed to films that do seem to have passion behind them, like Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story, or, or even or, Bomb- Char- right. Charlie's Theron right. in Bombshell, but. I think Zellweger is just going to keep taking it just because it's kind of like, yeah, she should win. You right. know, she, she transformed herself. And so there you go. So I don't know. Um, so, so those three that I mentioned, I feel like are locks for nominations. And I also feel like Saoirse Ronan is pretty, pretty darn close to a lock, um, given how well, uh, for the nomination done at the box office for a nomination. I, I agree. Um, she, and then she's that one that's going to be the long running, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be her time for a long time. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So then the fifth spot um, is really honestly tough. You think it'll go to Cynthia Erivo? Um, so we got Cynthia Erivo. We've got Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, I would love got, it if she got the nomination. I will. She got a SAG nomination. Uh, that's right. That's um, right. Yeah. And then and then we have Aquafina. So oh, I would love it if she um, did too. And I, 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 the the optics are not lost on me that I just listed four four white women and then right. there's one spot for these three right. uh, non-white women, but. That's just how I feel like the race is shaking out. Yeah. So, um, uh, so you said, how does this affect her chances? Well, Oscar voting, th- there were only there was only like a day and a half That's left true. of Oscar That's voting true. after so the Globe. So, how does it affect it? Uh, I don't know that it affects. But I wonder it much. if it, does you think it predicts it or forecasts I, it? So it do, so again, none of the Hollywood yeah. Foreign Press who awarded her vote in the Oscars. Yeah. So all we can do is kind of guess the reaction in the room. The, of the people who many of the people in the room that's true our the voters room, yeah our voters course, so yeah um did she get a they, sag nomination I, I do not remember she did not oh she didn't oh she, she did not no, so that's, that's what i'm that's saying so it's really tough it's tough to say because she won here which is great but she's also she won against nobody that's even close i was to gonna say nomination. honestly though yeah so because um, of the split of categories from comedy and musical exactly. to drama that's that's a good point so it's tough so <clears throat> i am predicting her for that last spot but i don't feel great about it i i'd be fine so with oscar nomination so oscar nominations are next week i i still have six days to change my mind i <laughs> yeah. may change back to i just cynthia erivo is the makes the most sense like that's the classic oscar pick but she's, she's, she's not Harry the better performance that. that's that's the killer you know that. i agree with yeah. that so so yeah i am predicting aquafina but uh, I don't feel solid about it. So yeah. we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, the interesting thing, though, Taron Edgerton, seeing the reaction to Elton John um, in the room, uh, who, you know, he, he and Bernie Toppin uh, won uh, for Best Original Song, and then seeing Taron Edgerton win, and he did win over Leonardo DiCaprio, who I That's am true. predicting for an Oscar nomination. Yeah. Um, and just seeing the reaction to the room, it made me 100% sure that Taron Edgerton is being nominated this year for Rocket Man. Um, so, so I, I did officially put him in the mix. Um, and, uh, and so, and I think, uh, I think Bernie and Elton have a good chance of winning best original song at the Oscars. So yeah. we kind of see how, see how that shakes out. So, uh, so yeah, so that's, those are kind of the nominations. Let me, uh, let me update us on our awards game. Absolutely. Um, so if you remember last time, um, April was in fourth place, Chad was in third I was in second place and Tyler was in first. All right. And so with our updates, you know, um, the Irishman didn't get any points based on wins. So, so um, for that was, I think all had, of us had, had 
Uh, Irishman, April right? did not. Oh, but, she did. But okay. uh, yeah, Yumi and Chad did have the Irishman, but so the point total for that did not change. It did. For all of us have Marriage Story in the, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and obviously Hollywood really jumped yep, up in it points because I had some big wins there. Um, and then I'm the only one who had 1917. And oh, because that was just that, my dark horse. Oh, and, yep. dang. And so and so we're gonna do dark horses at the end of the competition because that really that's just. I'm awarding three points if they win anywhere at all. Oh, that's so, where it is. So, okay. so I'm just going to do that at the very end. Gotcha. So we so so some of Shoot. some of the point totals will will have already changed from that, but we're going to do that at the very end. So so I am the only one who had both best picture winners Dang. from last night uh, in the mix, and so I did. did you take pull the ahead. Lead, so oh, this I pulled ahead. So uh, so I have 179 points. You and April are now tied wow. at 159 points. Wow. And Chad is coming up. Uh, in, in last place with 147. Wow. And, um, so there's and 20 so, yeah, it, points different. And it is because, yeah, those two it, that you got. Yes. Dang. So, so I was yeah, so proud so of myself. I really was. I had it for <laughs> so, a minute there. So that's where, that's where, that's where we're at. But, but again, the nominations are going to change a lot of things that's true. because that's true. I still have a goose egg for waves. waves and so I will yeah. have, and I don't anticipate it gets a single nomination. So you don't it's think stay even that Sterling way. K. Brown gets a, gets a nomination. Nothing, no. nothing. Okay. It's going to get zero. And so, you know, you, all of your movies are going to receive nominations. That's true. Um, and um, same for everybody else, at least, is going to receive at least one nomination. So uh, so we'll kind of see how it shakes out. Um, Waves is definitely going to hurt me, but for now, I'm... I'm, uh, I'm You're riding I'm high. Taking the lead. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> anything else you wanted to talk about with the Golden Globes? No, I was trying to think of anything anything big that... Uh, I mean, um, Chernobyl won Best Miniseries, which I absolutely it should have. Parasite, no surprise, won Best Foreign Language. Um, and, and, you know, uh, Bong Joon-ho had one of the best quotes of the night. Oh, yeah. Um, he said, once you get over the one-inch tall barrier of subtitles, you'll be introduced to so many more amazing films. Oh, um, so right? Absolutely. And so that, that was a great moment, uh, one of the more memorable quotes of the night. Um, oh, what, you know, one thing we didn't mention is Tom Hanks receiving oh, his um, – he received the Cecil B. DeMille Award. That is one that I saw. Oh, He gave an all-timer so of a speech. And I'm, um, I'm actually thinking about cold. showing it in class almost. Just, just It was so good. How, how, to, how to kind of – conduct yourself so so well and oh it just is great i loved it so so that was wonderful and and again i know i know it doesn't really affect the voting per se but it did make me feel very confident in i was already predicting him to be nominated for best supporting actor but but it just made me feel all the more confident that he will you know he's been snubbed many times in recent years and so oh man uh i think i think he'll receive his first nomination since castaway in 2000 that is insanity that it's been that long Pretty wow. crazy. Yeah. Nope, but that's All I right. think I th- that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think we have uh, no one was we didn't this. mention this, but no one was surprised by Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, right? Like Uh I mean some people are. You'd be surprised. Okay. Um I am not. I don't know why people are surprised. I've been since the film came out, I I have been predicting Same. that he will sweep the entire season. Not just not just win at the end of it all but actually win everything oh, yeah. he's gonna win he well, won it, globe he's gonna win sag yeah. uh he'll he's gonna win critics choice he's gonna win the oscar right. so um don't yeah. be surprised at this point and and you know tyler and i are on record we're not the biggest joker fans yeah. but his performance is amazing yeah for, forget content of the movie he knocked it just i mean knocked out of the park is, is like a light way of saying what happened it was yeah. great and even introducing the film Kate blanchett uh, uh, as she was introducing the, you know, they introduced all the all the nominee, nominated films. So she said, uh, she she said something about his masterful performance. Even she was like praising his performance um, while introducing so, it. Yeah, yeah. So it's just he's gonna win. It's, it's very clear. And the film won. Or I mean, yeah, the film won uh, best original score, which is kind of a surprise. Which uh, is not my. I, I love Newman. scores, but it's not my favorite score. It's certainly a. It's certainly a. A, a different form and like the same same woman Hildur Gotten's daughter I think is, is her name I keep forgetting her name um is the yeah. same same one who scored Chernobyl which right right which is a great score too but it's she's got a very different approach yeah. to scoring so and she is only the second woman to win in the category and, and yeah. the first one to win it solo um and so uh yeah so good for her that's pretty yeah, cool absolutely. and, and uh, I believe the first Icelandic person to win That'd that, make, that, that as would well. make sense yeah so yeah, uh, so good for her. All right, uh, I've said it like three times already now, but for <laughs> nope. real, that's that's yeah, all we're, we're gonna do with the globes. Um, uh, again, I'm gonna update everybody uh, for for those of you who who participated in the awards game with us. We're gonna update 
all of that at the end of award season. We're going to kind of let you guys know uh, um, who, who came out on top on that. So, so keep listening to us uh, as we – so keep listening as we wrap up award season. All right, and we're going to talk about one of these big awards contenders. It's releasing wide this upcoming weekend. It just triumphed at the Golden Globes, and that is 1917. You have a brother in the 2nd Battalion. Yes, sir. They're walking into a trap. Your orders are to deliver a message calling off tomorrow morning's attack. If you fail, it will be a massacre. Let's talk about this for a minute. Why? We've got orders to cross here. That is the German front line. If we're not clever about this, no one will get to your brother. I will. The IMDb description of 1917 reads, Two young British soldiers during the First World War are given an impossible mission. Deliver a message deep in enemy territory that will stop 1,600 men and one of the soldier's brothers from walking straight into a deadly trap. The film was directed by Sam Mendes, written by Sam Mendes and Christy Wilson-Carnes, stars Dean Charles Chapman, George McKay, and pretty much just those two with some, uh, you know, small performances from Colin Firth and Mark Strong, Andrew Scott, Scott uh, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, um, and others. As advertised, this film is presented in one shot. Uh, it is presented without cuts, and so it gives a very unique experience as we dive into the, the First World War um, Sam Mendes just won Best Director, like we talked about, um, and uh, and definitely it's it's being touted as a as a big directorial achievement. It's also been shot by Roger Deakins, um, you know, one of the most lauded uh, cinematographers in existence. Yep. Uh, so let's get into it, Tyler. What did you think of 1917? Well, this is one of those those movies that for me was like a, a long awaited film experience. I'm going to go see it again next week. Uh, and uh, cause I've got a few friends who are just dying to see it that we, you know, they love world war one and we're all, all three of us teach history and, and literature. And so we're, we're all excited about it. Um, I got to see it with you, uh, which was, which is good, but we, this is one of those movies that, that I like, it does stick in the back of your mind, not necessarily. And some of this we'll get into spoilers, but not necessarily because of the, the, the content or the plot or something like that, but just with like some of the magnificent shots that are done throughout this film. It's a, it's a movie that is, that is an experience. Um, it's, it's, you are because of the way that it's presented in this one shot format, you are with these soldiers as they are going, you know, throughout this, the worst, craziest day of their lives. Um, but also might be sort of a weirdly like, terribly normal day like it, it gives us this weird slice of life in uh in world war one that is so engaging and intriguing and beautifully shot like daniel said it's it's you know shot by roger deakins who's just this phenomenal uh cinematographer the music thomas newman's score which which like we just talked about lost at the golden globes um is is fantastic i just listened to it today it's haunting at times um and the acting um there's some surprises, some of these things which we'll we'll talk about in spoilers. But there's uh, the acting is is just really is really very good. Um, but it's also a very um, it's a very, very some very matter of fact performances. It's not like we're getting you know these you know Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just you know screaming and sobbing and yelling and swearing. We just get these guys who are in the middle of the war doing what they need to do, um, and it's it's a uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful film uh, across the board. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I cannot remember if it made my top ten or if it's like number eleven for me, but it's, it is. I think it's number eleven. But uh, it's, it's an excellent film. I really enjoyed it. What about you? Yeah. So uh, it, it feels almost rote at this point to talk about the technical achievement that yeah. 1917 is because that's what everybody talks about. But that's, that's really what it is. It's, it's unbelievable on so many levels from cinematography to production design, to direction, to acting. But, but the best thing about this film is that it's not just a technical exercise. Um, they use this idea of an unbroken shot to immerse us into this terrifying mission in a really unique way. It's unrelenting because of the way that it's presented and, and often, like I said, terrifying. And so, 
Mendez's direction allows us to, you know, even on a very, very, very micro level, experience what these young men might have experienced in this situation. And so, I mean, just uh, the technical side of things is really easy to praise. The production design is is all time level stuff. You can see for like a mile out or more, they walk through hundreds or thousands of feet of trenches without cuts. And because Um, they they walk through them, they're actually walking through them, climbing over them. Right. We're not... This isn't just CG. This is it's right. So it's all really there, and 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 this is some of Roger Deakins's best work, and and that's saying something. It's it's stunning to look at, and, and especially the sequences um, later in the day at night, and um, the performances from George McKay and Dean Charles Chapman are excellent, and and they have a tough job with it without easily being able to leave the screen, and obviously. It's we we know they're not trying to hide. This wasn't actually shot in one take, but it's presented that way. So. All of this adds up to a movie that that really needs to be experienced. Um, it's gripping and thrilling, essentially from beginning to end. Uh, you almost feel a weight on you throughout yeah. the film uh, because it's just this ticking clock of they have to accomplish this now, um, or else thousands or you know uh, sixteen hundred men are going to die. So it is it is emotional. It is it is weighty. And you feel every impact. And uh, for that, it is a phenomenal piece of work. It is a it is one of the best directed films. Actually, I would say it is the best directed film of 2019. So I loved it. It, it is one of the best films of the year, hands down. So, yeah, um, we're definitely going to talk about spoilers here in a little bit, just so we can talk a little bit more openly. There's not a whole ton to spoil here. Because this but... isn't, like I said, a, a plot-heavy film. There are just some right. moments to, to be addressed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we will get into the spoilers, but is there anything else you wanted to kind of talk about uh, that, that isn't spoiler-filled? You know, it, it's one of those films that, that again, without talking yeah plot information or anything like that, it's so, on, on one hand, is kind of like, it's kind of unassuming uh, in the way that we talk about like the acting. So like George McKay, both George McKay and Dean Charles Chapman, but I'd say George McKay, especially just this isn't, he doesn't seem like I am in a, I am in a period piece and I am the, I am the lead and I am, you know, pushing it forward. It just feels like he is just doing his job. He is a soldier. You never feel, and maybe it's because he's not as familiar of a face, um, but you don't feel as though he, I don't know if I'm even describing right. You don't feel like he's the lead of a movie. You just feel like he is Mm. this kid in a war doing his job. And I think that actually speaks to his, his exceptional performance. This isn't a guy who is over the top and, uh, and all this stuff. He's just, he's just head down doing his job. And I think, I think he's getting, you know, I don't know if ignored is the right reason for the, you know, it's, it's a good field of, of actors this year, but He's he's not getting the accolades I feel like he might need to, but it's he's doing a good job. Yeah, no doubt. Um, one thing that I love about this film is, it, you know, you already brought it up. Is Thomas Newman's score is just it's so brilliant. Um, and because there aren't edits here, you know, editing often controls the pacing, right? And right. and so here we don't have that. But what and, and there are no, you know, Birdman was presented in one shot, um, but but there were time jumps. It would right. pan from somebody up from our characters up uh, above the stage and it would pan over to them seeing the audience yeah. and something. And so it was, it was time shifts like that. This is presented um, in, real in real time. time. And right. so th- how, how do you control the pacing? You know, we're, there are literally, there are sections of the film where they're walking from point A to point B and just walking. Yep. Because they have to get there. And so because of that, Thomas Newman's score does a really phenomenal job of setting the pace for us. It really it moves things along um, at a really, really fantastic pace. Um, it brings things up. It brings things down. And, yeah, it, it's just really remarkable. Um, uh, it's a very visceral film uh, in every sense of the word. I mean, there are times where it's uh, so gripping. There's a scene where they're in an underground trench and uh, – oh. And you just feel like something bad is about to happen. So, I don't know when, I yep. don't know how, but something bad is about to happen. And um, and it's all just from score and mm-hmm. their performances. It's because it's not even the editing. So it's it's just it's just really really well put together um, on so many levels. Nope, I I absolutely agree. And and even with the like we mentioned a bunch of the cameos: Colin Firth, uh, Bennett Cumberbatch, Andrew Scott, Mark Strong. Uh, it didn't. The only one that kind of felt like a cameo was for me was Benedict Cumberbatch, and I don't know why. It's just I think he he always feels like 
a cameo, uh, but like, or he's, he's making a statement by being there, but, uh, but everybody else, like it felt they were, they were in it. Andrew Scott just felt like he was one of the boys kind of doing his thing. And he's a guy who can sometimes take you out of a, take you out of a film. Um, but I just, I, I think that the ensemble, even though this is, this does focus on our, on our leads, uh, you know, the ensemble does such a good job here. Um, but really, and, and we, we haven't talked enough, I think, about Sam Mendes, too. Like, to conceive to conceive of this movie, to conceive of how am I going to put this together and plan it, and, and you know, and, and with in collaboration with, with Deacons, how they even conceived of the way to put together every single piece of this and, and weave it together so it looked seamless is just beyond me. And I agree with you. I think it's, it is the best... Uh, directed film of the year despite the fact of my love for like once upon a time in hollywood this one showed the skill of that entire conception of a project yeah and and it's definitely fair you know i said at the beginning this isn't merely a technical technical achievement and i I, and i stand to that it's not only that no it's a good movie by itself it is but it is a film that that is the thing that that you you leave thinking about is how did they do that? Yep. How did they achieve this? It's unbelievable how they achieved it. More than um, thinking about the impact of the story on the characters. And it's or, a good story. <laughs> like that's it the is a good thing. story, it's a good but story. Uh, you know it, that's what we leave with. Is what right. I'm trying to say. Right. Is it's just we leave with the awe of the filmmaking more than anything. But it's still it's still a, an experience. It is an absolute experience to see it, and I think I think it's absolutely worthwhile. And so. Um, so yeah, so there are definitely some things. There's there's one thing that happens in this film that makes no sense to me, and so I'll bring that up in uh, spoilers, and then we can kind of talk about um, how the yeah. film all wraps up. But so uh, if you're ready to jump into spoilers, we can do that now. Yep, um, let's do it. But before we do that, I want to, of course, going to oh, re- yeah, give absolutely. our recommendations. I think it's I think it's clear what we're both going to say. But uh, Tyler, should you see this in the theater? Should you rent it? Should you stream it on a platform you already subscribe to, or should you skip it altogether? Like I said, I'm I'm about to go see it. You know, next week in the theater as well. Like I think this is uh, this is a theater worthy film. This is a film that, um, full disclosure, you know, we watched it on a on a screener that you had brought. Um, you're uh, you remember that Nevada Film Critic Society? We we talked about um, uh, watching that over Christmas break. So I actually haven't seen it in the theater. Um, and I think I, I th- you were right. You actually warned me about this before we watched it. I think I missed a part of the theater going experience with this or the movie experience. So I'm going to see it again next week in the theater. Um, I'm absolutely excited about seeing it in the theater i i did it the other way around and i think you should see it in the theater if you can yeah yeah so i the first time i saw this film was in dolby cinema so i yeah, kind of saw it in it. the best way to see it and um and it was absolutely worth it because you feel everything and this is a film where you need that so you you need to see it. if you're interested in this film at all you need to see it in theaters. Do not wait to see this yeah. at home because it is a different experience. Um, I've seen it once in theaters and once at home, and and yeah, it definitely is a different experience. Um, and and not that I, I, I didn't like it any less at home, but you definitely miss an aspect of it because you're not as immersed yep. um, in it when when you're seeing it at home, or at least I wasn't. Um, so definitely, I, I recommend you see it in theaters. All right, with that, we're going to dive into spoilers for 1917. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got him? In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. So Tyler, let me let me kick things off with the one pop. Yeah, what was point. the thing that bugged you? Yeah. So uh, I one thing that I love about this film is how realistic it all feels. We've talked about that this whole time. It really feels like two guys going from point A to point B, and um, even in the boring bits, sometimes they're just walking. Um, and so it all feels very real and very yeah. grounded. There's one point, one plot point that just didn't make any sense to me. Um, uh, so we're in spoiler section so dean charles chapman his character dies um which i and, i gotta say maybe it's just because i didn't watch trailers uh, and i had no clue what's gonna happen by the way that was i loved that i love when yeah. i just don't see it coming 
Yeah, I, 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 I kind of had. A, I knew one of them was gonna die, or I didn't like actually know. I just, I guessed that one of them was gonna die, just because there's no way they would both make it out of sure, this alive. For sure. Um, and so, but the way it's done is great. So, so that's not what I'm nitpicking about. Uh, the way it, that that whole scene oh, plays so out cool. is great. It's really good, really emotional, and and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more. But immediately after he dies, and I'm saying, I mean, within. Moments. Oh, he, yes. Uh, um, D, um, George McKay's character is, is holding him in his arms, and he dies. And then, and and they've been alone, right? They've been alone this right. whole time. Nobody's around. They, they're at this farmhouse. That's where it ha- where a plane crashes, and the German kills him. And so they're all alone. And he's cradling him. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. He's bleeding out. He's bleeding out, and he dies. And then moments later, two English soldiers come around from the corner of the house, say, hey, is that, what's going on? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yep. And then they help him move the body, and then they and then you know they kind of pull themselves. George McKay kind of pulls himself together, and then they walk around the other side of the house. And there's literally an entire mm-hmm. battalion with like trucks like, and stuff. There's like hun- yeah, there's multiple. Yeah. There's like four or five trucks and hundreds of men, literally hundreds of men, right there. And I was like, what? There was a plane crash yep. like three minutes ago. No one ago. ran over. No, no yeah. one. Like, yep. what happened here? And so that was the only thing that actually made no sense. When it happened in theater, I went, what? Um, because it just didn't it didn't make any physical, like, space and time sense. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, too. they would have seen the whole the whole entire uh, dogfight. They would have seen the, the, the plane go down. I mean, I guess you can, you can question whether or not they'd run over to a down German plane, but I feel like they would. Right. So, and then... You hear after the plane goes down, you hear the guys screaming and shouting as they fight, and as the guy like stabs Dean Charles Chapman, mm-hmm. and so these people had to have been. I mean, I'm trying to give it as much benefit of the doubt. I mean, they had to be very, very close within earshot of that entire situation. So, well, I, again, because it's it's very strange, it's hundreds of men and vehicles yeah. and things like that. It's not like they just they just like pulled up, like they saw it and decided to veer off. The road, right. and we're like, oh, let's check this out. Like, yeah, no, it's like that's the path that they were taking. Exactly. Like, it was the whole yeah. road. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm, I'm really not trying to nitpick because yeah. I, I, I really love the, love the movie a lot. Um, but it was just that was a very, very strange moment in the film. Yeah. So you felt that way. I, as well? I felt that way. Um, I weirdly I didn't care at the moment. It was one of those that afterwards I thought about it. It didn't, t- didn't take me out of it because I loved. Uh, I really. Again, like I said, maybe it's just because I was surprised. I, I loved the shock of uh, uh, Blake, right? Is his name of uh, getting shot? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dean Charles Chapman's uh, character, Blake, gets shot by this downed pilot who they've pulled out and are sort of helping. And and I, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I okay, that just happened. Yep, yep, right. Um, and I don't, again, I don't know why I didn't predict it. It just because it, it, especially with those signs, you think one of them is about to die. But it was just because he's the brother of the guy who they're trying to get to. You think he, if, if one of the two is going to die, it's he's not going to be the one who dies. So that's, right. for some reason, that just threw me. So I, I think I just didn't care at the moment. But thinking about it later, it doesn't take me out of it. But I, I absolutely agree. When something has been so meticulously planned, as they did, um, uh, you know, this is one of those considerations you think they would have at least adjusted for in the moment and said, Hey, uh, planes over there. Wouldn't we run over or something like that? Right. So, right. But, it, but other yeah. than that, it, it didn't bug me. Um, I really have very few nitpicks about the film. Um, but it, it didn't, the story didn't blow me away. Like mm. emotionally, I wasn't blown away. Um, what I really am walking away with, and we, we sort of talked about this before spoilers, but what I really walk away from this film is, is thinking about the moments of the film. One of them, um, I have, I have gone back and seen, um, some of the trailer, like a part of a trailer. I think I saw like a, like an ad online or something like that. The, the one where he's running through the, um, the field mm-hmm. and all the explosions. Amazing the, scene. Oh my gosh. Like it, those kind of, I, 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 I guess they call them set pieces. There's probably not a better term, but just like, those kind of achievements throughout are the things that I walk away uh, from this film thinking about. I, I remember very little dialogue. I remember very few interpersonal moments. Um, yeah. uh, and I don't think it's a negative. It just is, is what it is. Yeah. I, 
but but like you you described the one where they're underground and the tripwire goes off or the um where the the scene where the flares are all going off yes. and and you get the, like they're playing with light so mm-hmm. well and shadow so so well um and I, and I guess that also brings us to to the I guess the the other twist where there is yes. a cut yeah so one thing I love about that I was thinking about this after we watched it the same time you know this is this is advertised as kind oh, of yeah. one one Everybody shot like that's that's that. no secret like that's how it's it's one take like that's that's kind of a whole thing about it like anytime somebody's talking about this movie it's like yeah that's the world war that one, one movie where yeah. it's in one one shot and so um i think they use that to their advantage i don't know how intentional that was but it makes that moment shocking when yes. there is a cut you're like it's the first cut in the movie. I I don't know how many minutes into the film it is, but it's it's at least two thirds of the way. I, I was going to say it's assume. over half. Yeah. Um. And so, it's real shocking when that cut happens, and it it is so perfectly utilized, and yep. it allows us to now be in night. And so those night scenes are are just stunning. The, they I think really one are. of the best shots of the year is when I think it's I think it's right after he wakes up and he's kind of walking out of that building and he walks out of this archway oh yeah um, and just overlooks this city that's like you said lit up by a, by a flare yep. and then this burning bu- building off to the side i mean it's stunning it's it's one a classic like uh, a, a soon-to-be classic deacon's shot i mean it's Absolutely. stunning Absolutely. um and then that whole scene like you said i i actually don't know how they even filmed it whether they i mean they couldn't have shot off real flares but like the light travels that way so i don't know oh, how they it's, did it's that. so eerily yeah moving. like the light moves so it's eerily wild. it's so great I, it's I, creepy yep. and but not in a horror movie and, way, and just in like an unsettling way. Yeah, it, it puts us with him in. Oh, I just I just woke up and what the heck am I looking at? What's going mm. on? Because actually, at first you're like, why is the like I know I get it's night. Why is the light so weird? Oh, it's a flare and these flares yeah. are going. It's so cool. It's it's yeah. really really great. And so the lights also it's super bright. Yep. Um, but it's moving because yep. it's a flare. So it's it's just it's, I it's mean brilliant. it's amazing. So yeah, and and uh, but it's not just. Wow! Look how they did that. It is unsettling. It is. It, it is, is really. It's it's put together very very well, and and uh, and so you're with him as he's just like sprinting through this air. It's just, man, it's just so visceral. I keep it using is. the same adjectives <laughs> over and over again, but it, that's just no, what it, but is. it is. Though it is, and and even even just uh, the the disorienting nature, and, and I some some of it I compare almost to a video game, which you know works in a in one shot format. I mean, generally with with at least your your scenes, you're you're in it, you're you're pushing through, you're not having cuts. You obviously have cuts between big scenes, but um, but like that time where he's he's running through, and I feel like this is in a trailer or something too. But like where uh, he runs up and he he sees the guy, and then the guy starts shooting at him, and and you get the sense he didn't know if it was a bad guy or a good guy at yeah. first. Yep. Um, that's I, I I've done that in a game, right? Like I've played that in a game where I'm like, oh, do I shoot that guy or is it, you know, what, what should I do here? And he has, and nope, you just run, you you run as fast as you can because this guy's shooting at you. And yep. I, I just thought that was something like weirdly relatable. I I you know, God forbid, I hope I'm not in a war myself, but like, it just felt like, oh yeah, man, I I feel that, I felt that, uh, that thing, and and um, yeah, it just was so. It was so solid, so well done, and the film gives us gives us some breaks as well. In, it does give us breaks. So in that in that night scene, you know, he goes and uh, he he to hide from that guy. He right. he slides into some kind of underground apartment. Oh, I don't yeah. know where they were, yeah. basement area, and and you know, wasn't there this, a woman down there? Yeah, there's a woman right. with with a baby that is not hers that she's just caring for, and so so you have these. You you do have these small personal moments mm-hmm. that, and I agree with you. You know, that's those aren't the things that I leave thinking about. I leave thinking about the technical aspects of it, but it's still a beautiful moment, and uh, so I think yeah. it's done well. Yeah, this is one. It's very strange that this is now. I hate to say this is becoming a trend or it's becoming in vogue, but you know, we just we had uh, we had Birdman a couple years ago. Uh, was that twenty fifteen? Was Birdman twenty fourteen? Twenty fourteen. Uh, and, and we have this one and this year you don't watch horror movies, uh, but, uh, did you see one cut of the dead at all? Have you heard of it? Uh, No, I've heard of it, but no, I've seen it. It's a very strange film, but you know, we have these, you know, it's, it's about a, uh, film crew in Japan that is, um, 
that is shooting a zombie film when a zombie outbreak happens and it's all presented as one take. It's really cool. And there's some, there's some really neat shots the way they, they do things. Um, is nowhere near 1917, but, uh, but it's just one of those movies that I feel like we're, we're, we're on this, we're in this new thing. And I kind of, am curious, I'm always excited to see a new movement in the, in the genre. Um, we've got some movements that I think are just fads, like the de-aging I feel like is almost a fad, um, now, but I, I'm curious to see the, the innovation that might come with things like presenting things in one shot a little bit more. So, yeah. And, and I am less interested in, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a technical challenge. It's like, how, yes. how can we do it? Right. It's, um, if it's not done for any reason, I don't, Care, right. I think. Yeah, I agree. I think Birdman is an example of something that wasn't really done for a reason. No. Like it doesn't really. But Inuyasha seems story. like he does it just for a challenge. Right. Like and, the um, do you natural lighting for Revenant? Is that what it was? And, and then yeah, he had now that was shot. used for a purpose. That, that but, was used uh, for a purpose. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so I you know I think it's a challenge, and I think um, I I I think I'm interested when editing is. Uh, used intentionally or yeah. not used intentionally, and I think honestly, a great example is of uh, that. Like we said, that that cut that does exist here is is utilized really, really well, yep. and because it's it, it's shocking, it's a shocking moment because of an edit. I mean, because of the situation, yes, but um, it's so used I, as I a did, punctuation mark. It's used yeah. to say, okay, stop now. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think um, I think it is a challenge that. Some people, some directors are taking on, and um, I think long cuts have been a thing, for, you know, that have been growing and growing. You know, Quran's uh, whatever it was, fifteen, seventeen minutes without oh, yeah. a cut at the opening of Gravity, right? Things like that. Like lots well, of directors we're getting have been lots doing of the, this. Even Sam Mendes in uh, in Spectre, right? The opening of that was was very much right. it, again we're, we're seeing more of these but i like i also like it when i don't notice them i kind of exactly. like it when it's the end of that long shot and i'm like oh wait was that oh that yeah. hey there were no cuts like that's cool i like it I th- it helps with the visceral nature uh, right. of action really really well um or uh with the intensity of dialogue you know i also think yeah. of um the really long take it's it's obviously it's i don't even know it, it, it's only a couple minutes uh, but the really long take in Midsommar near the beginning right? Um, when right. she gets this phone call and she's having – it's just a simple conversation with her and her boyfriend. Yep. Um, but you see – it's just on Florence Pugh's face for a long period of time right. and you see her run the gamut of emotions. Yep. And that w- would have been lost if you had any cuts at all Absolutely. or cut to him, his side of the conversation or anything like that. And so – Things like that. That is what I'm interested in yes. is when it brings us into the visceral moment. And 1917 does that so, so well. Unlike any other war movie I've ever seen. Right. Um, this is Saving Private Saving Private Ryan level stuff. Um, it really is. And uh, and so, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, it's, it's an unbelievable achievement. No doubt about it. All right, well, I think that wraps up our review of 1917. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, it's Like we said, it's coming out wide this weekend, so we want to know what you think. Um, uh, let us know if you liked it, if you didn't, if you connected to it emotionally, or if it was just more of a technical achievement. We want to know what you think. All right, and next week we will be back with our top 10 films of 2019, and we are so excited to see if 1917's on there and to see what else we have as our best of 2019 wraps up. We will see you then. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time. <laughs>